Hello, and thank you for tuning in to The Gathering Church, a place of grace. Sit back, relax, and listen in. See, worship is addictive. See, if you're not used to worship, then you're just kind of just sitting there like, oh, that's nice. But when you are a worshiper, you can't help but to praise him. You can't help but to give him thanks. You can't help but to open up your mouth. You can't help but to raise your hand and begin to move your feet. When you are a worshiper, and last time I checked, the word of God says the Father is looking for worshipers. He's looking for those who will worship him in spirit and in truth this morning. And this atmosphere of worship that is in this house this morning. And I can't help but to worship the Lord. Hallelujah. So I'm trying to contain myself. Amen. So y'all just excuse me if I break out a little praise every now and then. Because there's nothing like praising God. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We have come to an auspicious occasion this morning. Amen. This occasion is not just us celebrating the Lord's Supper as we already have done moments before. It's not because we have live worship this morning. Amen. That is a compliment. Bless the Lord. But it is because we are celebrating Amen. The graduates of the True Love Waits Bible curriculum this morning. And we praise God because this is week four, the final installment of the Sex Factor message series. And we know that when God starts blessing, the devil sure enough starts messing around. And it just seems like everything that could go wrong this week has gone wrong. This morning as we're preparing for worship, Haywire with the sound. Then after we did that, then the, the, the projection stopped, act, stopped working. All of a sudden, all the chords are corrected, are connected properly. And it just seems like everything was just going haywire. And I said, you know what, devil, I'm not going to let you steal my joy. And see, that's, how, that's the mindset you have to have with stuff that, you know, don't get irritated. Amen. Don't get complacent. Amen. Because if you complain, you remain. But if you praise, you'll get raised. And so as we begin to worship the Lord this morning, I began to leave all that stuff behind. I said, God, you have something that you want to do in this worship service this morning. And we want to be obedient. We want to receive that, what you want to do in this house. And so over the last couple of weeks, we've been on this topic, the sex factor. Amen. Our pastor, Verna, opened up this series and she began to share about why wait and how our society and it's such a place that they don't want to wait. It's out of control. Everything is haywire. Up is down and down is up. And everything is crisscross. Even, even if you look in the, in the world of fashion. You know, back in the day, you know, you have a black shirt, so a different color pants, and you have a black shoe. Now it's a pop of red and a pop of this. like a box of Skittles. I mean, everything is just crazy. Even in fashion, nothing matches. Everything is just out the box. And so this is the type of, of, of culture and society that we're living in today. Everything is out of order. So she spoke about proclaiming God's order as it relates, amen, to sex, as it relates to purity. 
Pastor Edgar did a wonderful job week two, and he shared on the topic of being hooked. And we spoke about having sexual purity, especially in dealing with the era of pornography. We learned that not only men deal with it, but women as well. I believe the statistic, Pastor Edgar, was 43 percent of women deal with pornography as well. And it's not just an epidemic that happens in the world, but you better believe it happens in the church. And so he spoke with us and gave us wisdom how to get victory in those areas of temptation. Amen. If you need to hear it, get the tape, get the CD, go online, download the app. Amen. And listen to it because you will be blessed. And then I had the privilege of coming last Sunday for week three of the Sex Factor Message Series, and I spoke about adultery, amen, and the spirit of adultery and how many of us fall into adultery, and not just adultery, as we learned, was not just something that is just of a physical nature, of physical intimacy, but it's also something that can happen emotionally. And so we, talk, we talked about, amen, adultery and how do we overcome that and how do we protect and guard our marriages, and for those who are single, what to do and what not to do. And so today we come to this closing of the Sex Factor series, and I want to preach from the message titles, Truth or Don't You Dare. Truth or Don't You Dare. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 37, simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. King James said, let your yea be yea. Your yes be yes, and your nay be nay. God wants us to be in a place today, and I'm speaking to the graduates today as well, that we will be sure. The Bible says, make your calling and election sure. That we'll be sure in the decision that we make. Not just to follow Jesus. You know, we sing the song, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. But also in the area of purity. Because like I said, it's not just something that we face outside in the world, but it's something that we also face in the church. Amen? We have so many people who have got pregnant as a teenager. Amen? We have people who have setbacks. We have people who commit adultery. All the stuff that you see in the world, unfortunately, is all the stuff that you see in the church and in the pulpit too. Amen? Nobody is exempt from temptation. The hymn said, have we trials and temptation? Is there trouble anywhere? Come on, it's everywhere this morning. And so we're not exempt. Amen. It's because we're a caller and we look all priestly and holy. Amen. We deal with troubles and trials just like you do. But the scripture still says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. You have to make a sure decision this morning. I remember as I was preparing to wed my wife, and by God's grace, September 7th, amen, not just past Alverna's birthday, but it's also our 10th wedding anniversary. Hallelujah. And I love this woman more today than anything yesterday. I tell you, God has blessed me indeed. When you do it right, God will bless you. Amen? Come on now. We do it right. I ain't saying saying it's perfect. But I'm saying when you make a purpose in your heart to do it right, God will bless you. And I am truly a blessed man. And I would not be here today if it wasn't for my wife. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
If you're next to your wife, husband, just give her a kiss real quick. Say, thank you, boo. Thank you, boo. I love you, boo. Thank you. All right. Single folk, just look straight. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Your time will come. Hold on. <laughs> Be strong. But as I was preparing for a holy matrimony, as I was preparing to enter into the bonds of matrimony, one of the things I had to realize, there is one part of the covenant that says, forsaking all others. In other words, I am making a conscious decision, not just before my bride or your spouse. We don't think about the lasting effects of our decision. Now, that also applies in the negative sense. Well, if I just sleep with him, well, I don't, you know, it's just a one-time thing, and then you're pregnant. You don't think about the lasting effects. You don't think about that every time, ladies, you give your cookies up, Amen. You're giving a piece of yourself away. Outside of marriage now. When you give yourself away, you give, you, you're literally giving of yourself. The very treasure that God has locked up for the one you're supposed to marry. You're giving yourself away. We don't wait. Fellas, if you don't wait on God and, you, and, 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 and you're doing the do outside of holy matrimony... You're giving yourself away. You are cursing yourself. Because when we don't do it God's way, amen, we get cursed. Amen. By our decisions. You see, God is a forgiving God. We just sung, great is your mercy. We sung those songs. It was powerful. Amen. We know about the grace of God. But there still are consequences to our decisions. Consequences to the decisions that we make. And so as we are... Exiting from this series, The Sex Factor, let's be sure in the decision that we're making this morning that this is not just something we're getting, getting caught up on the hype over the last four weeks. Yeah, I'm going to do it, Pastor. Woo! And then the moment something happens, you're out the door. You're out the window. You're back doing it. I'm not saying we're not going to stumble at times. I'm not saying you're not going to feel temptation. I'm not saying that you're not going to be in the heat of the battle. Because there is a battle going on, somebody. There is a fight going on. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers of principalities, spiritual wickedness in the high places. But the God I serve, he can bring the high places low and make the crooked path straight. So let your decision be sure this morning to the Lord. We have to be honest with ourselves in the life that we're living. One of the key things that they say when you go to Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous, one of the things you have to admit is that you are a user. You are a pusher. Amen. You are what the thing that you're struggling with. And we have to be honest. If we're struggling, if we're dealing with this thing, that this is not just something we're sweeping under the rug. Because the Bible says this should not be a hint of sexual immorality. If you got a boyfriend, you got a girlfriend, all right, watch her the touching, touching, and petting. Amen. Come on, what, what, what's some of my rules that I've taught you over the years? Keep all four on the floor. That means your feet, his feet, need to be on the floor. Don't be lounging on no couch. Amen. All four on the floor. Amen. Only tongues, you should be speaking to it in heavenly tongues. Amen. You'll get that in a few moments. Some of you, shh. Amen? Making a commitment to the Lord that, Lord, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to face my stuff. 
So here we are. Number one, are you committed to righteous living? Are you committed to righteous living? The Bible said in Hosea chapter 10, verse 12 to 13, Sow for yourselves righteousness. Reap the fruit of unfailing love. For it, is the t- for it is time to seek the Lord. But you have planted wickedness, so you have reaped evil. You have eaten the fruit of deception. Are you committed? Back in the Bible, in Hosea's time, amen, they, 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 they acted as if they were doing right, but they were doing so much wrong. They get the prayer, oh yeah, we're going to live right, yeah, woo, yeah. But God had corrected and said, no, 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 no. But you have planted wickedness. And so you have reaped evil. So the, good, see the, so the good thing is that God doesn't just look on the outward appearance. He looks at the heart. Man, we see the outward appearance. But God knows the heart. And the heart is the key. Are we committed to righteous living? To my singles, are you committed? My married folk, just because we married don't mean we don't got temptation. Let the married folk say Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Troubles still come my way. Amen. But we have decided, amen, to say yes. Marriage, the Bible says, should be honored by all. And the marriage bed kept pure. That's Hebrews 13, 4. The marriage bed kept pure. Are we committed to holy living this morning? Do you know that 33% of Christians cohabitate? 33%. Of Christians. They play house. Oh, that's my wifey. That's my wife. Are y'all married? No, but that's my hubby. How's that your hubby ain't married? See, we take all these terms now. I'll be on Facebook. I'm taking out in my hubby's house. I didn't know y'all was married. Oh, no, we're not married. That's not your husband. That's a legal marriage. God did not ordain that. I'm going to my boo house, my wifey house. Yeah, I'm going to hang out. What time are you leaving? Oh, no, I'm going to spend the night tonight. Why are you spend the night for? Oh, we ain't doing nothing. Yes, you are. The devil is a liar. Christians think it's all right. No, we all right. No, no, we pray, Pastor. No, it's just spiritual. It's just a, a spiritual connection between us. Yeah, yeah, but let me tell you something. If you really love it, there's a physical connection too. Amen? Come on now. And if there ain't a physical connection, then there's a problem. You need to come to counseling. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. 33% of Christians cohabitate. 51% of non-Christians cohabitate. Not that different from the world. Than the church. I tell you, it's only the house. I've seen it before. I've seen, let me tell you something. We have done this series on relationships and sex and marriage for the last about four years, pastors, about four or five years. I have seen so many people, especially my college students over the years, say, "Mm mm-hmm, yes, yes, yes. And then then they cheat themselves. They say, well, pastor, well, you know. And you know when people cheat themselves because they begin to avoid you. When people dodge me, I pick you up in the spirit, I know. Mm Mm-hmm. I become the creature you walk right out the door. I say, uh-huh, okay. I'm not chasing you now. The Lord will deal with you. No, uh-huh. And people will begin to dodge you because they know, man, I don't want Pastor to ask me about this because I know I'm not doing right. And we sell ourselves short. We miss our miracle. We miss our blessing. We miss our blessing. 
Don't cohabitate. Well, it's cheaper for one rent. But let me tell you, it, it, no, 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 it's going to cost you more. It's going to cost you a whole lot more. A whole lot more. Are we committed to righteous living? 80%, listen to this, 80% of cohabitating couples will break up. 80%. Oh, no, we're just living together. Most likely you're going to be together. It's just a 20% chance, a slim chance that you might wind up married to that person. A slim chance. 80%. One in 25 women who did not cohabitate, 25% women who did not cohabitate will have a, an, an affair. One in 25 women. Now listen to this. One in five women who cohabitate will have an affair. One in five. That's a big difference. A big difference. Cohabitating men are 62% or 62 times more likely to abuse. 62%. They think they're the boss. They want it their way. How they want it, how they said it, excuse me, Psh, slap, punch, bleep, beep, beep, blankety, blank, blank. Come on now. Ain't nothing like some cussing saints. Lord have mercy. Them two worship and go together, cussing the saints, but unfortunately they are some. Mm-hmm. Step on your neighbor's toe and watch what happens. Let's see if this hallelujah coming out their mouths. Cohabitators are twice as likely to divorce than those who do not cohabitate. Twice as likely to divorce. Are we committed? Are we committed this morning to righteous living? Let your yea be yea and your nay be way and your nay be nay. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 14 verse 12, there is a way, check this out, that seems right to a man. It seems right. And in the world's eye, it seems okay. As I listen to all the different artists that are out there and all the blasphemies that are coming out, I, I listen to a, a, a Lady Minaj. I'm like, what is going on? I watched Lady Gaga. I said, the blood of Jesus. My God, have mercy. I thought Madonna pushed the envelope back in my day, but she's a virgin compared to this. Touch for the very first time. Have mercy. There's a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof leads to death. It leads to death. For the wages of sin is death. It's death. Are we committed this morning? Number two. Are you ready, and this is where the rubber meets the road, and I'm getting ready to close. Are we ready for a righteous commitment? Are we ready? All that we've heard over the last weeks, last four weeks, those who have participated in the True Love Wakes Bible study. It's been intense, right? You had a lot of homework and a lot of articles to read and write reaction papers and all sorts of things. Amen. It's been intense. Amen. Amen. I told Pastor I got to make it that way on purpose. Amen. I want to stick with you. Amen. 
So when, when, when that joker is trying to play with you, you're like, ah, <laughs> true love waits. I went through a lot for that. Are you ready for a righteous commitment? The Bible says in Matthew chapter 19, verse 4 to 6, at the beginning, the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, be united to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Uh Uh-huh. You hear God's mathematics? One plus one equals what? Ah, there you go. Some of you said two. Got to read the verse again. One plus one equals one. Amen. So the two are no longer, so they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder or let no man separate. What God has put together, let no man separate. Are we committed this morning to righteous living? Are we committing ourselves to walk in purity? Are we committing ourselves to give ourselves fully to Christ, fully to God? If you didn't give your life to Christ, if you're still straddling the fence, you can't give yourself over to purity. If, you are not, if you're not committed to Christ, you cannot be committed to purity. It's impossible. It's impossible. Yet do it. You need the strength of God to help you. You need God to, to upgird you, to help you, even in the hours of trials and temptations. Come on, even when your flesh, <laughs> the stuff is going on, the stuff is happening. Come on. You to be honest with yourself, you need God. I was, I, I was talking with Minister Dwayne last night, and I said, I remember I was courting Pastor Alverna. She was a sister Alverna back then. I said, I remember I was courting. I said, I'll go. She, lived, she, she had her own apartment. She lived and she said, okay, it's 11 o'clock. Um, midnight, you got to go. No, we're going to be all right. Come chill. Come on, you're my boo. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be all right. It's like, you know, you know no, 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 you, you don't understand. You got to go. Just give me one more kiss. No, 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 one more, one more, one more. Ready? Good night. Okay, you got to go. No, go, just one more, one more, one more. And after a while, she slammed the door in my face. She said, you got to go because my guards go down at midnight. See, that was her standard. See, that was, she knew her boundaries. Ladies, you better know your boundaries. Don't be having no man kissing up on your neck. Oh, that's my son. <laughs> what are you doing? No, 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 stop it. No, stop. Don't do it. Okay, no, no. Don't sell yourself short. Here's some hard truth. Thank you, brother. Here's some hard truth. If you ain't serious about marriage, if you ain't serious about marriage right now, why are you with that person? Why 
If he insisted on marriage, why are you with him? Because I love, no, if you love him, marry him. If you, I mean, come on. If you love him, if you just so much in love with him, then marry him. Well, I can't marry him because I want him to change. So you, you, you need to move that. You need to put that on pause. You need to put that on mute right about now. Because if you're not ready for a true commitment, why are you playing with fire? Let me tell you, passion ain't no joke. <laughs> passion is no joke. And once you wake up, passion, my God, it's hard to soothe the savage beast. It's hard to put the giant back to sleep. We are drinking a forbidden waters. It's hard to say no. I like the words of R. Kelly. My mind is telling me no, but my body is telling me yes. Somebody understood what was going on. I'm sorry, this is not too, I'm sorry, this is not too spiritual. I'm sorry, that wasn't a sacred hymn. Sorry. Praise the Lord. I'll get saved again. Lord, I commit myself back to you. Let my yes be yes. But there's a battle going on. We have to be real about it. Stop playing like you're all sanctified and holy up here. Come on now. Ladies, you see one cutie walk by, you be cutting your eye. Girl, look at his lips. Oh, my God. Girl, he pigeon-toed. Oh, my God. Girl, he worked out. You see his muscles? And brothers, women walk up the aisle, you turn him back, like, yeah, she praise dancing, all right. Mm-hmm, press into his press. Yeah, press, yes. You don't think I don't see y'all? Everybody ain't praising God with worship going on, unfortunately. Are we ready for a righteous commitment? This thing is serious. I know we're joking, but this thing is serious. God takes it very seriously. And we have to really, really, really do self-introspection. Look at our hearts. Make sure that there's not a hint of sexual immorality. Not a hint. You know what a hint is? A hint. Something small. Something minute. Not a hint. Not a hint. Get rid of it. You need to reestablish your standards today. Well, we just want to go out for fellowship, Pastor. Why are you kissing him then on the first time he went out for fellowship? That's not fellowship. That's something else. You need to have standards. And you know what? You need to get an accountability person. Get a girl. Get your girlfriend. Brothers, get your brother. Get another brother in the Lord. Amen. Hold you accountable. So you ain't tripping and slipping and sliding and going under the radar. You think no one's going to catch you. Because the Holy Ghost knows how to get us. Let me tell you something. Amen? 
Now, he won't embarrass us, but he knows how to get us. And God wants us to walk in purity this morning. I didn't, really, I didn't need for this word to be a hard word, but this is the way the Holy Ghost gave it to me. I'm going to be obedient this morning. We need to hear the truth because the truth is what sets us free. Truth or don't you dare. We have to walk in truth this morning. The Bible says in Psalms 34, verse 3, Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. He speaks about when two are coming together as one. It is such a a beautiful thing in marriage where two become one. But they literally become a joint vessel that God can use for his purposes on the earth. I would not be where I am today if it was not for my wife. She is my helpmeet. Bible paints the picture of a helpmeet as the word, the Greek word, parakletos, which means the one who walks alongside. My wife is my helpmeet. She helps me to meet my destiny. I can't do it without her. She's the one that's pushing my back in the spirit, saying, come on, honey. See, right now she's praying for me right now. You don't even know. I can't do it without her. We are exalting the name of the Lord together because we are one. That's the blessing we do in God's, we do it God's way. He throws so many miracles, so many blessings your way. And that's the type of miracle that God wants us to experience. Look, I don't care how long you have to wait. Some, some, some might have to wait a while. But let me tell you something. I look at Pastor Edgar. We were going through, our, we were both 17, I was about 16, 14, whatever. We told him, yeah, we're going to get married one day. Both went to high school together. We'll get married one day. I saw like I went through the early 20s. So I could go through the, mid, the, the mid-20s and the late 20s. We <laughs> started in the 30s. I'm like, when's my brother going to get married, Lord? Dad. And I got married at 23, so I was blessed. I said, Lord, you know I needed some help. So you bought my blessing early. Thank you. Glory to God. Because <laughs> I sure enough would be standing for you today. <laughs> Come on now. That truth will set you free. Early 30s. My like, God, what's going on? But I realized through all those different years, God was preparing him. I look at his wife, Deborah. God was preparing her. She went through her 20s, her 30s, late 30s. God was preparing her. And I look at them both married now. And I said, my God in heaven, they are so blessed. They are, I mean, they're just so connected. How many was blessed for the Bible study? They let out the Bible study. Amen. They did a great job leading out the True Love Weights Bible curriculum. And just to hear their story. When you wait on God, he will bless you. He will truly, an old church, show enough, bless you when you do it his way. So I encourage you today, don't, don't play with fire. Don't mess around. Don't believe the hype. Don't get all connected. But God wants you to commit to him afresh today. He wants you today to be ready for that righteous commitment.